Hi, and welcome to the Mindhammer podcast series. Whether you already subscribe and follow us on social media, or it's your first time, we're delighted to have you listening to our podcast. As some of you may know, Mindhammer is all about student health and well-being. We promote a regenerative and healthy lifestyle to balance your mind and body to deliver a future that supports you, the future of this planet. You'll hear us tackle different topics with guest speakers and explore different disciplines like coaching, psychotherapy, fitness, nutrition, homeopathy, and lots more. So let's get into today's episode and give a warm welcome to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoy the show. In today's episode, two of our ambassadors, Simran and Leah, are speaking with Sandy Wiggins. Sandy is a breathwork practitioner based out of DC in the US. They'll be exploring the concept and the benefits behind this growing practice. Enjoy. Exactly what is breathwork? Um, where did it come from? And what does it actually do? A uh, great question to start. So breathwork is a modality uh, that uses conscious breathing as a means for, well, there are many different things it does, but as a means for healing and growth, uh, as a means for dealing with stress and anxiety, as a means for preparing yourself uh, to engage in activity. I mean, it can be used for lots of different things. Um, where it comes from, so every great wisdom tradition in humanity uh, has breath as a part of it. So if, if Leah and Simran, if either of you have ever done uh, yoga, um, you know that breathing is always a part of that. Uh, and uh, you may even be familiar with pranayama, which is, uh, you know, a yogic form of breathing. So similarly, all around the world, every major wisdom tradition has uh, included breath as part of its, you know, learning modality. And in many languages, the word for breath and the word for life are the same or they come from the same root. Uh, or sometimes the word for breath and the word for spirit are the same, or they come from the same root. Um, and as breath very much is life. And breath work is using breath as a means to promote life. I mean, that would be a good way to put it. Um, what modern breath work is, is drawing on all of those wisdom traditions around the world and combining it with everything we've learned about the neurophysiology of breath uh, to create a whole new modality for growth and change. So, um, yeah. So let me just talk about the neurophysiology of breath for a second, if that's okay. Does that interest you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So breathing is normally controlled by our autonomic nervous system, which is uh, in the primitive brain at the top of the spinal column, the medulla. You might be familiar with this from biology classes. Um, just like all of the other autonomic functions, uh, we don't think about it. So the, this autonomic nervous system controls heart rate and blood pressure and body temperature and um, digestion and glandular secretions, all those things that keep us alive that we never think about, uh, including breathing. But the one part of the autonomic nervous system that every human being can take conscious control of is our breathing. 
we can all take a conscious breath. And when we take a conscious breath, we're actually transferring control of our breathing from our primitive brain at the top of the spinal column to our prefrontal cortex, which is the seed of consciousness and rational thought. And physiologically, what happens in the brain is that the whole brain lights up. So when fMRI studies, for example, have been done of conscious breathers, the whole brain lights up. The midbrain, the limbic brain, where memory and emotion are housed is particularly active. So simply by taking a conscious, just one conscious breath, you just, you've transferred control, you've changed the neurophysiology of your brain. And what we've learned is that different patterns of breathing can be used to evoke different kinds of neurophysiological responses. So there are patterns of breathing that excite us and patterns of breathing that calm us. There are patterns of breathing that open up those areas of the brain that are sometimes closed to us in waking consciousness, releasing memories, emotions, giving us access to trauma that we may have suppressed, those kinds of things. So breath work can be used for all kinds of emotional healing, physiological healing. So actually experiencing changes in your body. Um, it can be used for personal growth, um, what uh, many people would call spiritual awakening. So all of those are possible through the use of breath. So does that help kind of give you a, a, a picture of the landscape? Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask, how can we as students use breathwork to manage stress and engage in performance? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, another great question, Simran. So like, so our body does this naturally, right? Every time we sigh, you know, you sigh or you, or you yawn, um, your body is using breathing to self-regulate. Uh, so we, you know, it's really the same principle. So um, there are, as I said, many different patterns of breathing. Um, and so for stress management, a great one uh, is called coherent breathing. Now coherent breathing, what it actually does, again, physio physiologically, is it brings into alignment the two sides of the autonomic nervous system. So I hope this isn't too much detail for you, but there, there, the autonomic nervous system has a sympathetic side and a parasympathetic side. And the sympathetic side is like the gas pedal. So it's, it's, the, it's the part of our nervous system that pushes us into that you know fight, flight, freeze response when we feel anxiety, when we begin to hyperventilate and our blood pressure goes up, that's all from the autonomic nervous system in the primitive brain, right? That's, you know, uh, activating, uh, sometimes, you know, people talk about the amygdalic brain, the amygdala, you know, becoming active, making us uh, feel this stress or anxiety. The parasympathetic side is the brake pedal. It's the rest and digest function. It's the calming function. And so coherent breathing brings those two sides of the autonomic nervous system into coherence. So when you're feeling stress or anxiety, when you're feeling overwhelmed, 
coherent breathing is a great way to regulate and to come into a kind of state of calm alertness. That's what I would call it. So, um, and it's a, it's a measured breath. So again, there's lots of science behind this, but by controlling the rate that we're inhaling and exhaling, we create this integrating, coherent and calming response. So coherent breathing, that rate is, is about six breaths per minute. It can vary a little bit based on body size, but it's roughly six breaths per minute, which is only about half, five to six breaths per minute, only about half or maybe even a third of our normal respiration rate. So it's real slow. And for some people, when you start, it might feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, but maybe the best thing to do is just try it. Are you willing to do that? Yeah. So um, I'm going to use an audio file for this. Let me just get it teed up here. And um, what you're going to hear are two chimes. And the instruction is very simple. When you hear the first chime, breathe in. When you hear the next chime, breathe out. When you hear the next chime, breathe in. And try to regulate your breath so that you're just at the top of the inhale when the next chime comes and just at the bottom of the exhale. You got it? Yeah. Very easy. All right. Do you hear the yeah. chime? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So let's just breathe in on one chime. Breathe out. Breathe in. And maybe close your eyes while you do this. We'll just do it for a minute. So what did you experience? It was calm and therapeutic, actually. Yeah, yeah isn't it was. amazing? Yeah. So um, that's, you know, one very simple breathing technique to kind of bring that state of calm wakefulness. Uh, it's a really great practice. Uh, and so that audio file is, is available online. It's called Respire One. Um, there's also an app called Breathing Zone which is available, I think, both in Android and iOS form, uh, where you can get a visual cue. There's like a flower that expands and contracts, and you can set the, the respiration rate on that. 
but very simple thing to do. Um, there's, um, so another relaxing or de-stressing breath is called a four, four, six, two. And uh, you don't need an, an app or anything to do this. It's as simple as you breathe into the count of four, you hold the breath for the count of four, you exhale a little more slowly to the count of six, and then you leave the breath out for a count of two, and then you breathe in again. We could try that real quick. I'll, I'll count for you. So breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six, hold, two, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six, hold, one, two. So you just, you know, four, four, six, two, you can just do that on your own. And really a minute or two of that, and you'll come into a state of very calm relaxation. So those are, you know, so I'll just go ahead and say, uh, at the other end of the spectrum, there are other kinds of breathing that you can do that are excitatory, you know, that can energize you and uh, get you prepared for action. You know, like when you're going in for that exam or whatever it is and you wanna really get yourself revved up. Um, so an energizing breath, uh, here's a really simple one. It's uh, a, two quick inhales and then a longer, slow exhale. So it's like, Breathe through your mouth if you can. Noticing anything? A little bit, yeah. I feel less lethargic. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's it's kind of a pick-me-up. Yeah. Yeah. So again, you know, so there are breaths that calm us, breaths that, you know, excite us or, or get us ready for action. Um, and then there are breaths, there are forms of breath that can open us up to new experiences. Yeah. Um, have you got any other resources like for people to learn more? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there's, there's, as, uh, there's lots available online now, breathwork. Uh, is really becoming more and more popular. There are many different schools of breathwork. Um, uh, so if you just go online and you Google breathwork, you'll get pages and pages and pages of information. I will just say, you know, some of the some of the more well-known schools of breathwork are holotropic breathwork. Um, that's typically done with music. So I should talk a little bit about this. Uh, often when we talk about breathwork, we talk about breathwork sessions. And so these are sessions that can even either be done on your own. They can be done with a breath worker like myself. So one-on-one -on -one, where the breath worker is acting as a, a kind of guide and support person. Uh, they can be done in groups, uh, often with a breath worker leading, leading that. And so holotropic breath work, for example, is often done in groups and with music that helps shape 
the experience. And so you, you could have a whole room full of, you know, a hundred people breathing together uh, with music to support the experience. Uh, integrative breathwork is another form of breathwork that is done both individually one-on-one -on -one with a breath worker and a breather uh, and in groups, therapeutic breathwork, transformational breathwork, um, all, you know, they're all slightly different but are all drawing on these same principles that, you know, by using patterns of conscious connected breath, we can stimulate a response, um, usually for healing and growth. Uh, yeah. And so in terms of resources, lots of online resources, there are uh, a number of great books that have been written about breathwork. There's a book called Holotropic Breathwork that was written by Stan Groff and, and his wife, Christina Groff. Uh, and they were really pioneers uh, in what we call modern breathwork. Um, psychiatrists that you know were very interested in altered states of awareness and um, actually they began by using entheogens or psychedelics back in the, you know, fifties and sixties. Uh, and when those became illegal substances, they discovered breath work and they started to use breath work as, as a means to, to continue their exploration. Uh, there's another book called breakthrough with breath work by Jim Morningstar. Excellent, very sort of comprehensive resource that people can go to. Uh, another one called, uh, he's also a psychologist. Uh, two other psychologists, uh, Richard Brown and Patricia Gerbarg wrote a book called The Healing Power of Breath. So those are three books that people can go to. And again, you know, if you Google holotropic breathwork, integrative breathwork, therapeutic breathwork, you'll find lots of resources. Coherent, coherent breathwork, there's a whole, there's a couple of websites devoted to that, that breathing that we did with the chimes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I wanted to ask if someone wanted to learn more about your work and how to explore breathwork with you, how would they go about connecting with yourself? Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, the easiest way to reach out to me would be by email at Sandy Wiggins, S-A-N-D-Y-W-I-G-G-I-N-S at me, me.com. Uh, and I'd be happy to respond that way. I'm also part of a, what's called a, a, a consciousness school and community where I'm a senior breath worker and instructor called the Inspiration Consciousness School and Community based in the US. And they could go there and they could see my profile in the, in the breath worker section of that. Uh, so those, those are two ways to connect with me. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Out of curiosity, uh, what made you decide to go into breath work? Yeah, it's a great question, Leah. So I would characterize myself as a seeker, always have been. Um, I actually started my adult life as a young man in a monastery. Uh, it wasn't the right place for me. You know, I like to say I went in the front door and out the back. <laughs> it just kept going. Um, uh, and, uh, and I ended up in the world of business. And so... Um, uh, but even through that period of my life, I was a business executive for a long period of life. Uh, I continued this path of inner exploration, you know, so I've, you know, studied many different modalities of meditation, 
practiced them uh, uh, over, you know, since I've, I've been meditating in one way or the other since I was in my early 20s. Um, and, uh, you know, and been an avid reader trying to, trying to explore different modalities for growth, uh, for healing, uh, for spiritual awakening, which is an important part of my life. Um, and when I encountered breathwork, I'll just share a little bit of the story. It was really my wife who introduced me to it uh, when I was having some physio physical problems, heart problems, actually. And at first I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to checking that out someday. <laughs> and she just finally pushed me into it. And my experience was overwhelming, to say the least. I, um, I felt like in my first three months of working with breath, and I was working with a breath worker uh, and taking courses on it, I had grown more than I had in the prior three decades. And that just, it was just like all of these other modalities I've found support me in, in in really important ways, meditation practices and things like that. But breathwork was like the express train. And so I just felt like, okay, I have to learn everything I can about this. And I felt uh, very drawn to being able to support other people uh, using breath as a modality. We all breathe, right? It's the first thing we do in life. It's the last thing we do in life. We all know how to do it. And simply by doing it consciously, uh, we can really affect the way that we're showing up in the world. How do you go about utilizing breathwork in your everyday life in terms of not helping others, but helping yourself? Oh yeah. Well, I breathe every day. We all do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I do conscious breathing every day. Uh, you know, it's so close to me that uh, and in the, and my family that our automatic response when we get into stressful situations is to turn to conscious breathing as a way to regulate. Um, I, you know, and I, I do use it in my everyday work life all the time. So I work as a breath worker, but I also do a lot of facilitation with groups and I introduce breath all the time as a way to uh, support the experience that we're trying to have as a group whatever that might be. So what, what, you know, just as students, it's been a long time since I was in university, you know, like, how do you think breath work could help you? With stress, mainly, just because sometimes you get a bit caught up in yourself with like work and you're stressing uh -huh. out. Um, I think just like taking a few minutes a day just to sit down and just control your breathing would help a lot. Yeah. And I think it'll be really helpful when we do have in-person exams again, like the moment before you're entering the exam hall, just to take a moment and, you know, practice it to calm mm -hmm. yourself down. Yeah. yeah. Well, as I said, all it takes really is a single conscious breath. The key is conscious, right? So, you know, be like actually controlling your breath. You know, we, as I said, we sigh, we yawn, we do all those things naturally, but taking a conscious breath, you know, just a, that's all it really takes. 
But if you have time to do some coherent breathing or the four, four, six, two, um, those are, those are great, you know, exercises that will really help you get yourself centered. So we both just wanted to say thank you for joining us, Sunday and teaching us more about breath work. We'll definitely be utilizing it in our everyday life as students. Yeah, thank you. It's been really insightful and I've learned a lot today. No, my pleasure. And nothing would make me happier than to know that other people are out there breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Take care. That brings us to the end of this episode. If you're enjoying the series and like our work, drop us an email at hello at mindhammock.com. Let us know what topic you'd like us to cover. We're here to help and we'll discuss anything and include everyone. Don't forget to check out our social media at hashtag mindhammock and our website mindhammock.com. There, you can become a free member and receive access to more content like tip sheets, webinars and videos. At Mindhammock, we aim to enrich the student lifestyle and our team of ambassadors from many universities worldwide can help you engage with our community through your uni. So, what are you waiting for? Join us in supporting your student journey. Keep in touch and stay safe. Until next time, goodbye.